Hey guys, super quick here. Before we dive into today's video, I just want to let you know about our Clips catalog, which is absolutely free. It's in the description. There is a link to the Google spreadsheet where we have our most recent take on any single player. I haven't seen this anywhere. So for you guys who are subscribed, you might not know about this or anyone who is new here, please, I absolutely advise you to go check it out. It's a really good resource. You can see right here, you clip on it, over 200 and 30 players at the moment, over 500 clips. You come in, you want to look up any name, maybe Dak Prescott, Jalen Waddle, maybe some more topical things. Alexander Madison, DeAndre Hopkins are hot names. Remember, you want to go deep, play like AT Pair, Clinton Tune, whatever you want. We have it here. You'll click right on the hyperlink. It'll bring you right to our most recent video on the player. Now let's get into today's video. What's up, everybody? Nate here at NathanGN on Twitter. And welcome into another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. Here today to talk to you about something you hopefully never have to do, um, but unfortunately I think we've all been there before. Here to talk about rebuilding. Before we get into it though, you know I gotta roll that intro. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No, no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. All right, let's dive right in. In the Kind of what everybody thinks of when they think about rebuilding is how do you go about it? How do you do it? But before we get to the how, I think we got to talk about the when. We got to talk about when to rebuild. I don't think you should be quick to rebuild. I think uh, really a lot of people, the season starts to go poorly. They lose a couple of matchups they were expecting to win early on in the season. And they think that suddenly they're one and three team. They have to blow everything up. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes it's not. And a lot of people I find are very quick on the trigger finger uh, in terms of rebuilding. And so in my eyes, a true rebuild is only necessary when you don't actually have a high value roster and therefore need to tank to acquire high value draft picks. So I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, built more around contending rosters and how to uh, kind of carry value in contending rosters in the offseason, how to set yourself up to have a continual, continually contending roster, if you will. Uh, but at this time in the offseason, we should really just be thinking about what kind of value we have on our rosters, uh, if there's a lot of dynasty value contained in the players and picks on our rosters. And so... In my eyes, a rebuild is really only necessary when the actual dynasty value of your roster has sunk below probably league average into the bottom third or so of your league. That's when you should really be thinking about, hey, I might need to actually completely blow this thing up and really tank for those high value picks, the 101, 102, 103 get those high value draft picks and build dynasty value back in that manner. I'm a big proponent of really building these liquid off-season rosters, moving a lot into picks. Uh, 
again, I talked about this more in the last video. You can go back and check that out. But um, building these really liquid off-season rosters and seeing how the season starts before making a lot of moves in any direction. Unless I have a really good idea, like, you know, I'm coming off the championship. I know this is a contending team. Not much has changed in terms of the players on my team, their situation or anything. It looks like I can just run it back. That's probably a contending roster that I can feel pretty confident in. On the flip side, you know, if I had a bad season and a lot of my players are aging out, or you know they lost their job their running back uh, that was actually one of the better players on my team has lost his job now and probably not going to be that good this year then maybe you're leaning to more towards the rebuild right away but I'm a big proponent of at least seeing how the first two three four weeks of the season goes before really starting to um, really I guess lean one way or the other. I really like to get that information. As I said in the last video, we get more information in the first two weeks of the NFL season than we do all offseason, more actionable information anyway. So big proponent of just trying to stay liquid throughout the offseason. Try not to get into high um, high variance assets on these high value teams. Trying to maybe take those shots on some low value teams. Um, but really seeing how those first few weeks go before making a lot of moves in any direction. I would say you should probably be aware of a couple of things when thinking um, whether you might need to be rebuilding. First off, how does your starting lineup compare to the rest of the league? Obviously, right now we're in June, but by the time August rolls around, by the time we're thinking about fielding a starting lineup for September, how does that starting lineup compare to the rest of the league? And how much value do we have behind that starting lineup? How much um, future picks do you have? Have you traded away your 2024 first? Do you have multiple 2024 firsts? Uh, do you have multiple rookies from this last class with value? Did you have a couple of 2023 firsts and you have, you know, Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnston who are both rookie wide receivers who could have some variance in how their value might look over the course of the upcoming season. So those two things, plus how the first few weeks of the season pan out should really de determine the direction of the team in my mind. In season... I think you should really be thinking about rebuilding or retooling when winning the league has become highly unlikely, right? Um, I'll talk about the difference between rebuilding and retooling a little later, but in my mind, when you're in the season and you're starting to realize a few things, then that's when you should really think about uh, pressing the rebuild or the retool button. If there are multiple teams that are clearly better than yours, uh, then that's definitely a time when you should be thinking about rebuilding or even better than the rest of the league, right? Like if you've got a couple of teams uh, that are undefeated through the first six, seven weeks of the season and everybody else is like three and four, four and three, two and five, stuff like that, then I think you're, you're pretty confident that those couple of teams uh, at that point, as long as, you know, crazy injury stuff doesn't happen, uh, you're feeling pretty confident that those, one of those two teams, ha between those two teams, they probably have a like 60 to 70% chance of taking home the title between those two teams, you feel like at that point. Um, another another thing to think about is when you realistically don't have a chance at a buy. Um, so like, even if you think to yourself, if even if everything went right, you know, my injured players all get healthy, uh, my rookie guys totally take off the back half of the season, uh, but I still really don't have an, a chance at a buy, then that might be an opportunity where you might think about, okay, maybe this is time for a rebuild or a retool. 
what I would say um, in terms of determining whether it's even worth it to kind of trade away or think towards next year more than this year, I would say that in a lot of years, the 105 pick is a lot better than the 108 pick by a fair margin. Uh, you could think about what that would look like in this past uh, draft, the 2023. There's a big gulf for a lot of people between what would have been the 105 and the 108 this past year. Don't be afraid to quote-unquote tank for those three picks of difference. That does make a significant difference if you don't have a very good chance at, you know, getting into the money and taking home uh, a championship, then I don't, like, we're playing for championships here, right? We're not, we're not playing for fourth place or to say we made the playoffs in a lot of, in a lot of leagues, right? We're here for championships. If tanking um, at some point gets you that three picks difference, then that could be the difference in like a future firsts value. Uh, In this past case, uh, in 2023 if you had the 105 you probably took a player uh who's worth two future first right now and if you were there at the 108 you probably took a player who's only worth one future first so right away you can see the difference in the dynasty value that you could have accrued just by making that simple decision and pressing the rebuild or the retool button at the right point in season so do think about that think about when is the right time to rebuild Um, see how the first part of the season goes, but be aware, be aware definitely of what the value of your roster is going into the season. There are tools for this that you can check out. Uh, new one that's, uh, come to my attention this off season is dynasty-daddy.com. Um, you can argue about whether how accurate some of the valuations are. It uses KTC ranks and creates kind of a power rankings to the total value of your team and shows it in a graph versus the rest of the teams in your league. You kind of input your sleeper username or whatever you're using and uh, you can select individual leagues and you can see the dynasty value of your team versus the rest of the teams in the league um, based on KTC values. So It's not the be-all, end-all by any stretch, but it can at least give you an idea. If you're in the bottom two teams uh, in that metric, then there's a pretty good chance uh, you're looking at a rebuild for the upcoming season. That can kind of inform your season two. If you're looking at your uh, rankings on a site like this or somewhere else, if you have a pretty good idea that you have a low-value roster and you know the first four weeks of the season start really poorly, you're 0-4 through the first four weeks of the season, you know it's probably true, right? This is what we thought going into the season. This is what's happening. They both kind of line up. It's probably true. And that can be kind of that indicator that you're looking for that, yeah, maybe this year it is a year that I need to rebuild or retool. So we've covered now when we would press the rebuild or retool button. Now we get into the how, right? So I'm going to break this up into a full rebuild versus a uh, retool. A retool, in my estimation, would be basically, I know that I'm not going to get the championship this year. Um, There may be reasons for that. Um, Might just be injuries, right? A couple of key injuries to maybe both your elite quarterbacks that you have a ton of your team value tied up into. Maybe both of your elite quarterbacks go down with injury um, early in the season or mid-season or whenever the case may be and you're like man I've got nothing here I don't have a way to kind of reclaim this season this season's over uh, for me in terms of winning a championship and so at that point you're feeling confident about next year because you were doing well before the injuries happened um, but 
you're still in this place for this season where you're like, it's not going to happen for me this season. I need to think about what is the best place to put my dynasty value in, my team's value in um, for this season to build that value for next season when it's really going to matter again. So that's what I would consider to be a retool for a full rebuild. Um, this is what we were talking about, right? With an expected rebuild, a low value roster, um, you know, it's bottom two in the league or bottom three in the league to start the season. The season starts really poorly and you're like, okay, this team, um, nothing's going right on this team. I really need to blow this thing up, tank for those high value picks, those 101s, 102s, uh, try to get one of those really high value picks and really start to turn this thing around. So there's a little bit of a different strategy. And in a lot of cases, you're going to make a lot of the same moves um, between those two things in season. But in some cases, there will be some differences as well. So for a full rebuild, if you're really looking to tear the thing down to the studs and you're really looking to go hard for that 101-102 pick, then I would say just kind of walking through the roster, I would say trade away all but your elite quarterbacks. So if you have... I mean, if you're a if you're a full rebuild team, you probably at most have one elite quarterback. So this probably shouldn't be too hard. But there's not really a lot of reason for a rebuilding team to be carrying, you know, QB twos or QB threes, backups. Even um, sometimes you can get handcuff value, trade a backup quarterback to a team headed to the playoffs that's just looking to safeguard their quarterback with their backup. Sometimes you can do some things like that. You basically don't want to get extra points out of your quarterback position, right? So trade away everything except for that elite quarterback asset that you're expecting to be a cornerstone of your team for the future. And trade away all, and I do mean all, running backs with any shred of value or playing time. This, I think, is the best way to do it. Running back is such a volatile asset year to year it's so easy to acquire production at the running back position in any year and so i would say just trade away literally any running back who has a shred of value in your league if you can trade a running back for a fourth you do it i had latavius murray on a team that i was trying to uh, rebuild last year and i was able to get a fourth for him when he was putting up some halfway decent fantasy games uh, for the Broncos and that was totally worth it to me because I didn't want his points on my roster so trade away basically every running back you've got don't be enamored with hanging on to uh, you know these high-end young running backs that you just you just got in last year's draft and you're like man I really don't want to get rid of this guy trade him away uh, in this situation, in my opinion, and trade away even the elite running backs because you really can't afford to be having those points on your team. And it's the easiest position at which to replace that production as soon as you want to. Uh, in terms of wide receivers and tight ends, I'll throw a couple of age-related numbers out there. These are not hard and fast rules, but say something like any wide receiver that's 27 or more and any tight end that's 29 or more, you just don't want guys to age out on this roster. So go ahead and get those deals done. There's no reason for you to be hanging on to those in a full rebuild. I would also consider at least trading an elite wide receiver for a massive haul to really get this thing kickstarted. If your team's still putting up points after you've done all of the above and it's because of an elite wide receiver, an elite young wide receiver on your team, if you can trade away that wide receiver for a massive haul, you can really kickstart the the process, really push that value into future value rather than current value and kind of get that thing started. It does have to be a good package for you to pass 
on such an elite player at a position where you think they'll still be around and still be elite when you're ready to contend again. But in a lot of leagues, you can actually get a pretty solid package for one of the true elite young wide receivers. So I would consider that if the right package came along. I would at least put that player on the block and let people know, you know, I am willing at least to blow this up for the right package and to trade away my elite young wide receiver. The focus here um, across all of these trades that you're talking about. So we've talked about the positions, what to do at each position, how to get those points off of your roster that will hopefully lead you into those 101s, 102s that'll lead into higher value draft picks that'll lead to dynasty value accrual for your roster. Now, your focus in these trades should really be on obtaining multiple pieces where possible. You already have a low-value roster, right? So you need to find ways for your value to increase via these trades. And in a lot of cases, a one-for-one is not a great way to do that unless, you know, you can trade your aging running back or your aging wide receiver uh, for a younger receiver, you know, um, maybe somebody who's injured. That is a possibility. But a lot of times what you're going to be looking to do is to trade away one of these uh, elite producers or maybe not even elite producers, even if it's just like a wide receiver two or an RB2 level production. If you can get, you know, a couple of assets worth a second, if you can get two future seconds um, for a RB2, for example, if you can do something like that, get yourself a couple of outs to replace that value, right? If you can get a couple of outs, that's the best way to do it because you give yourself multiple chances to hit on a player with those picks or those players that you acquire. If you get multiple chances, then over time, if you do this kind of trading enough times, then assuming that you're you know, picking good players when you make those picks or you're trading them in a future spot for a good value, then over time, that kind of multiplication should lead itself into creating more dynasty value for your roster. So really, you want to focus on getting multiple pieces back uh, wherever possible. There is obviously a point at which this doesn't make sense. You know, if the choice is for you to trade away a player for one future second or for two future thirds, then definitely I'm I'm taking the future second in that scenario uh, just because the value is actually that much higher, in my opinion. Um, but if the choice is between trading one player for another player or trading your player for a future second plus another player who's a little bit worse than the other player you're considering trading uh, in the one for one then i would go with the second option because that gives you two outs that player that you traded for could increase in value also the pick that you traded for could be a hit you could hit on that pick or you could trade it for better value in the future Basically, you're giving yourself multiple ways for you to increase the dynasty value of your roster. And that's very key. Give yourself lots and lots of outs to hit on lots and lots of players to increase the dynasty value of your roster. So that's the focus for a full rebuild. You should definitely be looking at that kind of thing there. For an in-season retool, so again, this is probably a scenario where, you know, you actually have a decently high value roster, but it's underperforming for any number of reasons, usually injury. Um, like I mentioned, maybe it's a situation where you had two elite quarterbacks, but they both got injured. Possibility of something like that happening for sure. So if that happens and you find yourself uh, a once promising season going down the drain due to injury or some other reason, 
and then I would still trade away all running backs. I I just don't want to deal with the off-season off fluctuation of running backs uh, pretty much for any reason. Uh, we You can take this past off-season, for example, a lot of running backs just up and down and up and down in terms of dynasty value this off-season based on, oh, I think this guy's going to go to this backfield. I think this guy's going to go to that backfield. This guy's going to get cut. No, he's not going to get cut up and down, up and down all off-season. No need to deal with that off-season fluctuation in a situation like this. Trade away those running backs. Uh, get yourself that, you know, move yourself from that 108 slot to the 105 slot. Get yourself that better draft position. I'd also, similar to the rebuild, I would trade away any of those aging wide receivers or tight ends that'll dip in value immediately postseason. We all know these types of players, right? They're really good in season because they're still providing production. But as soon as the offseason hits, everybody's like, I don't know if I'm going out to acquire that guy because, you know, he's 29 now or he's 30, going to be 30 before the start of next season. I'm just not interested in acquiring that guy. And so their value takes a significant hit the second the offseason comes, the second that they stop producing points for a fantasy team in season. And third, I'd also be looking at trading players that are heading to free agency just because of the potential fluctuation there. You want to try to lock in that value now. You have a high-value roster that's underperforming due to injury or whatever. You want to lock in the value of that player. If the player is heading to free agency, you don't know if that situation for them is going to be better or worse. Just lock in the value now. You have a good, you're in a good spot with the roster, lock it in, trade that player for future picks or whatever the case may be, and lock in that value right away. So that's what I would do in a retool situation. Like I said, getting that 105 instead of the 108 is plenty worth trading away a lot of these players. A lot of a lot of managers I find don't want to do this. They don't want to go for the retool. They're reluctant to realize that this team is really not a strong contender, that their percentage chance of winning that season you know, they say, oh, if I can sneak into the playoffs, maybe I can win it. You know, maybe that's possible, uh, but your percent chance of actually doing that is so unlikely. I just don't think it's worth it in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, you'd be much better off uh, in these situations just trading, trading all of these assets I've talked about, getting away from the rat race of finishing in fifth or sixth place and trying to win three straight wick three straight weeks to take home a championship i'd rather in that case just tank tank those last uh that last half of the season get myself down to the 105 and get myself a much better value situation for my roster heading into the next season when my team should be at full capacity in all of these situations i would say that you should target picks over players and again, I'm going to plug for first that are two years out. So currently that would be 2025 first in season. Uh, those are definitely not as far away as they seem um, right now, right? Once we get into the season, people are like, okay, 2024 first is this year. And then 2025 is next year. And as soon as that season's over, uh, then right you're already into that off season you're thinking about 2024 picks and who you're going to be taking with those picks and a lot of people are you know making moves trying to trade away their late 2024 first for a future uh, 2025 first just to see if they can get some accrual that way stuff like that happens um, so these two years out first are not as far away as they seem is something i would say in general as a general statement definitely worth targeting once we get into um 
yeah, basically once we get into the middle of the season, right, it's only a year and a half away before those picks come due. It's not two years anymore. We're already not that far away. So if you're taking a 2025 first in season in a situation where you're already giving up on the season at hand, then those are first that are going to be really valuable next season when you're looking to acquire production and acquire things uh, for that season when you think your roster is going to be back in a retool situation. So in both situations, I think uh, rebuild or retool, you should definitely be interested in these first that are two years out. And don't think that just because they're two years out that they're super far away, they uh, they come due a lot faster than you might think. Another thing that you can do in these situations is to target players uh, that are out with injury but expected to return to the same team, the same role next year. There are lots of examples you could think of from this past season where, you know, okay, they're out for the season this year. You know, the team shut them down. The team wasn't going anywhere this year, so the team shut them down, but they probably could have even come back at the end of the season. So we expect that, you know, they're going to come back next year. They're an integral part of their team. There's no reason to think that they're going to be anything worse than they were uh, before. No expectation of lingering injury being an issue or something like that so you can target those players especially from those contending teams where they're just looking to get some value out of this player that they thought was going to be a uh, uh, contributor to their contention their championship contention but is now injured and is now essentially worthless to them in their quest for a title so those are really good spots to try to attack teams um attack those contending teams and give them you know maybe 75 cents on the dollar on these players and they in a lot of cases will take it because they're so desperate to maintain their contention for this season another just general note i'd throw out there is don't assume that you know who's buying and who's selling i would just offer to everyone and let them tell you a lot of times i've sent out offers and i've been like ah you know what i'll send it to the 10th place team anyway and i've gotten those deals done it does happen some people will you know tell you to take a hike say look at my look at my roster look at my uh, record and what do you think i'm going to do with this 28 year old wide receiver Some people will do that, but there will definitely be some deals that you get done if you're willing to just take that extra step of sending the offers out. Um, And, you know, you can send them a message along with it, too. That's that's definitely something you can do. You can send them a message and say, hey, I'm guessing that you're probably rebuilding, but just throwing this out to all the managers in the league. Let me know what you think. So definitely you can go out and get that done, too. There is uh, another element to all of this that I do want to talk about here is the market value of each individual league. So market is definitely dictated on a league by league basis. You know, we have these, you know, the KTC ranks or whatever trade calculator you want to use. Um, If you're looking at my dynasty ranks where I have, you know, pick values associated with all the players in my dynasty ranks, um, that is kind of like a general guide, but each individual league and each individual season within each individual league has its own market, and that's dictated, uh, yeah, literally on a season-by-season, league-by-league basis. It, you can take kind of two examples here to kind of illustrate the point. If there are if there's a very even race to the finish and there are five or six teams with a legitimate shot to win, uh, five or six teams that, you know, you don't really know who's going to be the buys. Um, they're all like... Yeah, whatever the case may be, say seven and five, six and or seven and five um, 
what would the other be uh six and six there's a whole bunch of seven and five and six and six teams uh five or six of those teams in that range um very late in the season right before the playoffs anybody could get the number one seed anybody could get that number two seed that buy and so a lot of these teams are really feeling like they have a chance to win they're feeling the pressure to get that buy um, and give themselves an even better chance to win that means a lot more buying teams right these five or six teams are all going out looking to buy and that gives you more leverage to the selling teams right those selling teams uh, that are stepping up with these players to offer that can help those contending teams those teams might get competing offers from some of these five or six contending teams so you can really kind of use that leverage to your advantage shop around a little bit more maybe get even better value than you're expecting to in the reverse scenario though you could have a situation similar to what i talked about before where you get to mid-season, you get to late in the season, you have two teams that are 10-0, 11-0, and everybody else is all middle of the pack uh, with a few true bottom-dwelling teams as well. That's a very um, kind of polar situation in a league, but it does happen. So if you have that situation you know, where there are two clear top teams and no one else is really paying to go all in because they're looking at those two top teams and they're saying there's no way that I'm going to get through both of those teams uh, and win this thing. So there is that chance that you end up with only really two strong buying teams uh, in your league's trade market. And it can be really hard to sell an asset at what you would perceive as market value based on, you know, whatever value system you're using, KTC or MyRanks or whatever the case may be. So you may get into a situation like that. Um, and then you kind of have to evaluate to yourself, okay, what is the value proposition here? If I send away this pick, uh, if I send away this player to get this pick, you know, um, maybe you were hoping to get something better than just like what looks to be a very late first round pick for this player. Um, but that's really the best offer that you can get. And meanwhile, that player is putting up a ton of points on your team and you're really trying to tank for that high value uh, draft slot. And you can really get it if you do sell those points off your roster. You really have to think about what's the value proposition here. What's my uh, potential to get to the bottom of the league? If I make this trade, what's my potential um, to get a better deal for this player at any point in the off season. That's another thing that you really need to think about how much will selling this player now versus the off season really matter, um, both to your team for this season and both, um, both and also in terms of the dynasty value of that player in season versus out of season, as we alluded to before. Sometimes, you know, it's that 29 year old wide receiver and, you know, you think you should be able to do better than a very late first for him. Um, just based on how he's performing that year. But you know that you get to the offseason and you're probably not even getting that kind of value for him in the offseason. You're probably getting worse than a late first of value for him in the offseason. So realistically, this is the best value that you can ever expect to get for that player, even though it's not what the uh, you know Twitter consensus or the KTC value or whatever might tell you that that player is worth. So these are the kind of... Um, this is the kind of calculus that you have to do and try to figure out in those situations how much value is it to keep this player on my team? What's their value going to be like in the off season if I do keep them through this season? Should I be subtracting this player's fantasy points from my roster now in order to go for that better draft position? You know, selling earlier in the season, if you're really convinced, you know, you had that 
feeling that this was a very low value roster to start the season then you start the season 0-3-0-4 and you're like yeah this is just confirming what I believed I'm getting blown out my total points for is already the worst in the league by a fair margin selling earlier can mean less fantasy points and therefore probably a much better shot at getting that 101 at getting that 102 for next year so sometimes selling earlier is actually pretty good if you can get the fair value and again you kind of have to do that uh, value proposition to yourself where maybe early in the season there aren't as many buyers and so the price isn't as good as you might like but also maybe you're trying to sell a running back and you're thinking about you know this running back is getting 30 touches a game right now early in the season is he really going to last uh, till the end of the season maybe I do need to sell him now before you know he gets banged up a little and that efficiency starts to dip and now he's not even worth as much as he is right now so all these sorts of things you need to be kind of balancing your in your head uh, if you're a little bit concerned about how that might go in your season, then definitely the best place for you to get that kind of in-season advice is the JWB uh, Discord, where all of us, all the JWB members are talking all the time with all of you in there. We've got a great group of people always willing to talk Dynasty, Dynasty strategy. If you need to press go on the rebuild and you need someone to take a look at your roster and say, yeah, man, this is <laughs> this is it. This is time. Uh, you need to blow this thing up. Then, you know, you can look for that validation there as well. So check out the JWB Discord link is in the description while you're at it check out the jwb patreon my dynasty ranks with the pick values associated with all the players is one of the things that you can get in the jwb patreon along with a host of other perks so definitely check that out and see if that's something you'd be interested in you can also get team reviews things like that you can get a sense of the value of your roster from uh, seasoned uh, dynasty players like myself and like the other guys on the team through those team reviews dynasty is a complex game there's no way about it that's why we love it so much but that's what we're here to do we're here to help you with all of that sort of stuff so i hope that this uh, little video here was of some value for you i hope it really just gave you something to think about in these long months of the off season while we're desperately waiting for camp to get started for preseason to get started for us to get hyped up over the stupidest little piece of news i hope that this helps you tide over a little more as we get ever closer to the start of the nfl season as for now that's gonna be it for me much love everybody